in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3 and verses 10 through 12. I'm going to go ahead and turn that light on. No sense in y'all sitting in the dark back there. There we go. That's better, huh? 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to look at verses 10 through 12 tonight. If we could all go to the Lord in a word of prayer as we get started for Bible study. Most kind and gracious Father in heaven, Lord, we come to you this evening. Dear God, I, I just want to thank you for your goodness, for who you are, that you gave your son to die on the cross at Calvary, be buried and raised again, dear God. I thank you for the faith. That, that we have in, in, in believing, Lord, and, and that we've trusted you as Lord and Savior. We are your people. We have assurance of, of the things to come. I, I thank you that we're Christians, Lord, and that we can gather together and feast upon your word tonight, dear God. Lord, help me to be able to convey your word to your people, and Lord, for your people's hearts to be, to be open, to be able to receive the word, that we might all be strengthened and built up in you upon upon the Bible, dear God, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name and for His sake. Amen. All right. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 through 12. Paul is writing to Timothy here some of the last words he'll ever write to Timothy as Paul is, is older and he has fought the good fight, he has kept the faith, he is soon, his departure is soon at hand, he'll be going to heaven, he is older, he's been through the ministry for years, Timothy's a young preacher just coming up and he has words of instruction for him as a preacher, but not only for him, they're, they're good instructions for you and I as well. So starting in verse 10, we're going to look at a portion of this as Paul's writing to Timothy. And he says, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium and Lystra, what persecutions I endured... But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You know, it's really sad to see what's going on with Bluebell these days. It's sad for most of you because you really like the ice cream. Some good tasting stuff. Nothing can replace it. I mean, nothing replaces Bluebell. It's sad for me because I really like the ice cream. And also, I worked there for 12 years. It was a great job, a great company. They treated me very well. I'm not talking about the, the particular close surroundings I had of, of men that were not Christians. And, and I was about the only one. I was, and I've given you testimony of being treated negatively in that manner. But overall, the company treated me well, and it was a, it was a very, very good job. Um, I, I, hate to, I hate to see what's happening to them. I'll never forget the interview I finally got to, go to, to be able to possibly go to work for them. I, I heard some things about the job, and it sounded real good to me. So I either called them up, 
or I, or I went down there to try to talk to the boss. His name was Chad Prince. At least once a week, somebody told me to do that. Just keep going down there. Just keep calling them. So I did for six months. And when they had an opening, they called me in. Things were looking good. I sat down for the interview, and Chad says, you know, some details about this job. This is probably going to be the most physical job you've ever had. I mean, you can take a break if you want, but your work is still ahead of you. Uh, You are constantly working if you want to get home at a decent time. You will show up before, before daylight in the morning, and some evenings you're going to leave after dark. And you know, the the holidays, due to the nature of the business, you'll be working every summer holiday. You'll be working the day before Thanksgiving. You'll be working the day after Thanksgiving. The day before Christmas. The day after Christmas. Due to the nature of the business, I mean, you'll never have two days off in a row except for vacation. And so he threw all these things out here. And I'm sitting there listening to him and I'm thinking, he's not going to hire me. He just wanted to bring me in and do this and keep me from calling and coming up here every day. That's what he is up to. Well, it ended up I got the job, and and he told me later, I painted the darkest, most gray picture of this job for you that I possibly could so that once you get on the job, after accepting the job and saying you'll go to work here, once you... Once you face these things and experience these things, it's most likely you're not going to quit. I told you these things in advance, and you're not quitting. And of course, there's not a, I mean, there's something spiritual in everything. God's always working in our lives. But, but, in the, but in the occupation that Timothy was going into as a preacher, you know, on the spiritual side of things, there's some differences, of course. But I believe there's also some similarities in what Paul was doing in getting Timothy ingrained and ready for the job at hand. Uh, doing, doing just the same thing. And we're going to see a what, a where, a why, and a who in Paul's instructions here to Timothy for the, for the ministry that's ahead of him that Paul's already faced. And in verse 10 through the beginning of verse 11, we're going to see the what. Or, or Paul's experience and, and who he was in ministry. He says, Thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions. This is Paul's experience. And, and the things that he listed there in verse 10, Paul was a, was a very good man of God to train up a disciple. Not many people say things about themselves like this. You know, um, uh, what's his name? LeBron James. I, I, under, I didn't hear it, but I understood. He said he's the greatest basketball player in the world last night in an interview before the game. And then he played horribly and didn't back it up. And spiritually speaking, not many say these things, but, but God did a great work in Paul's life and, and humbled Paul. And, and so Paul spoke of the things that are in his life from the Lord to Timothy. What a great example and model to train up disciples. Paul had a godly lifestyle. He had a clear focus of why he was here upon this earth. 
His trust in the Lord was so full that there was no room for any waver nor any doubt in Paul's life whatsoever. He was not hasty. He didn't make rash decisions concerning the church problems that he always seemed to bear within him. Uh, The indwelling love of God flowed through his life and all around him uh, to others. He manifested the slow-growing patience which had clearly matured in his life throughout ministry as he served the Lord. And then he goes on there in verse 11, and he mentions to Timothy persecutions and afflictions. You know those things that I've endured in my experience as a child of God. You know, that... That couldn't have been real encouraging to Timothy to hear about these persecutions and afflictions. But they were real and Timothy needed to hear about it because he was going to experience some of those things or maybe all of those things that Paul experienced. So he mentions the persecutions and afflictions. You know, Timothy could expect to face some of these things Uh, He knew of some of those things because he was Paul's apprentice or he was Paul's assistant, if you will. He was Paul's right-hand man and he was there with him a lot of the time when Paul went through some of the things that he suffered. But it's a lot different when you're walking in those shoes. And Paul felt the need that Timothy might be refreshed on what he saw Paul going through. And the reality and the connection made that, Timothy, you are going to go through some suffering and you're going to go through some persecutions as a child of God, as a, as a man of God that stands for the Lord. So he's painting a gray picture just as my old boss did. It, actually, it's, maybe it's gray in our humanity. It's not gray in God's eyes. There, everything we go through, uh, God will work out to be for the good for us. But nevertheless, Paul is refreshing Timothy. He was to expect persecution for preaching Jesus. And you know, when you think about persecution in that day and time that he was going through, a lot of times that meant possible death. People were killing Christians because of the faith. So Paul is preparing Timothy in a lot of ways by saying, look, you need to be willing to die for your faith if you are going to carry on and you're going to go on in ministry and, and, and follow the example that I've given you. Justin, so this is the what, the experiences of Paul. And if the, if the what is not enough to refresh Timothy's memory and to get his mind set on what he needs to do, Paul, Paul sets it in place with a, with a little bit of a better visual of the where. And he talks about places that these things happened. If you'll continue to look in verse 11, he talks about all of these things that came upon him at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. So now we get to the where. And we, and we understand when we think of Antioch. Paul was put on trial at Antioch 
and, and he was simply serving the Lord, uh, and this happened. Many Jews came against Paul when he went to Antioch. Again, in Iconium, Paul was, he was heavily persecuted, and then in Lystra, he was stoned, and he was carried outside the city, and he was left for dead simply for being faithful and preaching the gospel, and all of these things come against him. And by the way, something Timothy, I'm sure, could recollect in this, when he was stoned and left outside the city, and they thought he was dead, he got up, and he traveled 55 miles right back to where he had come from to to because of his concern for new converts and to continue to preach the gospel, even where he was rejected, even where he was rebuked and persecuted. So what a great picture. It's great for a young preacher to have a great mentor in the life to let them know what's ahead. Always value the pillars of the church. Always value, and I know I say this a lot, but, but us young people, us young people, can I call myself that? We, come on, amen, Tim. All right? All right. Well, we, we, we need those people in our lives who have been where we have not been. They are wise. They are valuable for our lives. Listen to them. Follow their way of life. Follow their godly example. We need them. We're walking blindly if we don't. So, so Timothy had Paul for this. He knew of some of the things and that Paul had went through and and so Paul gives him the where the the visual to to picture the things that happened here and the things that that happened there so he reminded him of the where and the things that took place but now we're going to jump ahead to verse 12 and and as we're talking about uh, Paul handing the baton off, if you will, in ministry to Timothy, and he's popping into him everything he needs to be able to go forward. We're going to see the why in verse 12, and, and it just seems to be getting better and better for Timothy's ability and understanding that Paul's giving him. Why the persecution? Why the rough road in the Christian life sometimes? Well, it says, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So after Paul mentioning his own suffering that he's going to go that he went through as a Christian, Paul includes Timothy in suffering that he will face for living in the will of God for for being the light in the darkness that's out there for serving the Lord as he should, he is going to suffer persecution. And not only Paul, not only Timothy, but you and I. This is for all that will live godly in Christ Jesus. You know, I think we just really want things to go real smooth sometimes. And we want to avoid confrontation with those that do not know Jesus Christ as Savior. And we seem to want to develop ourselves a trench in life to walk in that God never intended for you and I. God has actually planned and and shown us it's going to be opposite. It's going to be rough sometimes when we are truly living for the Lord. We're going to be persecuted. We're going to be mocked. We're going to stand out in a negative way to the people that reject Christ. 
reach out to those that reject Christ. It's going to be a rough road sometimes, but we have to face it. The why for suffering and persecution that goes on is for living godly in Christ Jesus. So you may never enjoy the persecution, but hey, it's a little sign here that you're living in the will of God whenever those things are coming upon you. Paul is refreshing and preparing Timothy by letting him know these things that are going to take place. For living godly lives, he's going to suffer. For being the salt of the earth and the light of the world. That's what we are. And that's what we're to be and to be living. You know, the, uh, also in Timothy it talks about in the last days and perilous times, um, men shall be despisers of those that are good. So for simply showing Christ from your life, there are going to be some that are going to hate you. And Jesus said they hated me first. Okay? So this is going to come about. So this why concerning the, the different points that Paul's touching on for Timothy, it's, this is, this is very valuable information for him as he goes forward because he's going to be light going out into the darkness. Uh, light has come into the world, Jesus said, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. So it's going to be a rough road for the one that will truly live for the Lord Jesus Christ. The godly who walk in the light will suffer. So when Timothy would possibly consider quitting because of persecution, because of the things that he was going to face, he could remember why it's happening. Because he's in the will of God. He's right and he's right where he ought to be. So, so maybe that will keep him from quitting when it comes about. And I jumped ahead and now we're going to go back to the end of verse 11 because in points that Paul is making to Timothy, getting him ready for ministry, this is no doubt the most important one. And Paul says, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. So, so we have seen the, the what and the where and the why, but it's the who. It's the who in Timothy's life that's going to see him through. If Timothy will keep his focus on the who, then he's going to make it and he's not going to quit. This is the greatest preparation of all for, for the young man of God, Timothy, and for every single Christian here who Timothy must keep his eyes on and who can deliver him. You know, there, God, there's a promise that we're going to be delivered from everything that we go through. The Apostle Paul gave testimony that the Lord delivered him from all of these things that he had went through or he's going to ultimately deliver him. You know, as we go through our Christian lives and we want that promise of deliverance and we want to see it now, it's not always in our time, but God is going to deliver. God delivered Paul from so many things he went through in persecution, but that thorn in the flesh, he said, he, 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 he besought the Lord thrice that he might take that from him, and, and the Lord said no. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. He said, in other words, learn to live with it. 
learn to live with this issue. I'm going to leave you leave this in your life, but it will actually make you stronger as you walk in my grace. So he delivered him from some things, other things. The deliverance is going to come in heaven. You know, and, and that's for my life and your life as well. We're not going to be delivered from everything that we go through in this life. But there is ultimate deliverance. There's ultimate divine healing upon our lives when we get to the Lord in heaven. And, and so Paul boldly says, he boldly says, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Paul was able to keep on going through all of those things that he had to face. So these things might not be delivered out of our lives when we want them to, but it's going to be in heaven. But the who who can deliver Timothy must must this who must never leave Timothy's mind. His focus must always be on the Lord Jesus Christ and his promises and his power and his protection. That is what is going to see him through ministry, through all of the problems, through all of the persecutions. Paul had told Timothy who his trust was in. Paul had, Paul had told him, Thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, my faith. And that word is trust. You've known my trust. You've known where my trust is, Timothy. And, and Timothy's trust must be in the same place that Paul's trust was in to see him through that he might not quit. And that's the same thing for you and I. When we start, when we start trying to dig our own road and, and plan our own trench and how we want life to be, it, is that in line with the Lord? We've got to, to, to seek Him and, and, and receive from Him everything He said that He promised we will go through. Sometimes it's going to be suffering. Sometimes it's not going to be great. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He needed to keep His focus on the who, on the Lord Jesus Christ that was going to see Him through all things. Paul's trust needed to be Timothy's trust. So Timothy can remember the what and the where of Paul's experiences and the why of these experiences that we will go through because all that live godly will suffer these things. But that won't help not one bit if Timothy and you and I do not remember the who in our Christian lives as we live to serve the Lord uh, because he must remember who his deliverer is and keep his focus upon him. This whole letter is about preparing Timothy for the ministry ahead of him. So I see fit to go back to chapter 1, and we're going to look in verses 11 and 12 with what I believe is a really good way to close up the portion of what we're talking about tonight. And Paul, soon in the letter, starts off and tells Timothy, whereunto I am appointed a preacher and an apostle, a teacher of the Gentiles, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. 
Isn't it wonderful that though there are ups and downs in ministry and, and teaching your Sunday school class and, and working on, in Awanas or whatever the case may be, everything you do in ministry is going to have ups and downs, but isn't it wonderful that it can all rest on the shoulders of the Lord Jesus Christ? And when we keep our focus on Him, He, he will see us through to the end. But out of them all, the Lord delivered me. And you can claim that promise and know that promise Stay faithful, young children of God, and, and all of you. And, and, and the words that were for Timothy from Paul, they're very good for you and I as well. Well, amen. We're going we're gonna to go upstairs now, and we're going to turn it over for prayer requests and, and some good singing. So, so one of you fine gentlemen, come up and take over. Would you like this?